For centuries, flags have been carried into battle. It was originally for two purposes. First, it helped the commanding officers to know just where their soldiers were, where they were fighting. But more importantly, it was a rallying point for the soldiers, and the fighting often centered around it. And if the soldier carrying the flag was killed or wounded, others would rally round the flag to keep the enemy from capturing it. If the flag was captured, many soldiers would give up fighting. So to carry the flag into battle was considered an honor. And if the flag fell, the soldier closest was to drop his weapon and pick it up. We're in a great battle today, far more dangerous than any world war. It is a war to save our great nation and what it stands for. Who is the enemy? Those who would seek to lead us away from God and the very ideals which our country was founded upon. But there is another enemy, perhaps even more dangerous. It is our own apathy. You see, we've grown passive and unconcerned. We've lost sight of those things which are truly important. You might say, but it's too late. The cause is lost. There's nothing we can do. But there is something we can do. We can stand up for what is good and what is right. We can stand against those who seek to bring us down. Today, the flag is about to drop. Will you pick it up? Listen to this article from the New York Times. Just how big should a flag be? It should be large enough to deserve respect and allegiance wherever it is flown. But it should not be so big that it can serve as a ready shield for scoundrels. It must not be so small that it is easily forgotten in the times or places where liberty is a dim and distant thing. It must be large enough to win a place dear to the hearts of its sons and daughters. But it should not be so big that it strikes terror and fear wherever it is shown. It should be large enough to cover all its people, not just the few. It should not be so small that it is easily waved in moments of wild, careless enthusiasm for causes that in a more sober, reflective moment would be rejected as unworthy. It matters little if a flag's history is long or short, its colors bright or pale, its design simple or complex. What matters is that where the banner waves, those who live under it dwell in peace, in liberty, and in justice. Yes, our great flag has stirred the hearts of many since it was first flown, but no story about our flag has been more stirring than this one about a young man. It was September 1814. America was once again in a battle with Great Britain. It was the War of 1812. And this young man had discovered that his friend had been captured by the British and was on a prisoner warship in Baltimore Bay. As the British were preparing to attack Fort McHenry, which protected the bay, this young man boarded the prisoner ship to ask for his friend's release. But he, too, was detained. And from this vantage point, he witnessed a great battle. As the sun was setting, he took one last look at the stars and stripes, wondering if in the morning the flag would still be there. According to his account, there were rockets and bombs lighting up the sky all night long, but he wasn't sure if the flag was still there. He knew that if the fort was captured, the flag would be taken down. Finally, by the dawn's early light, he could see that the flag was still there, proudly waving over the land of the free and the home of the brave. This man, of course, was Francis Scott Key, and he wrote down in a poem what he saw that night. Later, it was set to music and became our Star Spangled Banner.